This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. unveiling there's there's power to hear it and to see it the reality as it truly is now uh, promotion can only come uh, by preparation this is a principle that's true in everything in life to be promoted we must prepare for promotion. But I believe what the Bible says that promotion comes uh, from God. And, and, you know, we may be, religion will get us to where we're, you know, and, and, and we love comfortable places. We love, you know, there's nothing wrong with comfort. He is the God of all comfort. You know? uh, but he doesn't want us to be comfortable you know, to the place where we stop growing, we stop changing, we stop being challenged, you know, to become uh, all that he wants uh, for us, all that he meant us to be. But promotion uh, uh, comes after preparation, and I believe that promotion comes from God. And we may or may not be interested in promotion, but let me just categorize it like this, just two general areas uh, uh, of a uh, transitioning f- from and to. Uh, there's two re- levels in like just to simplify it, you know. Maybe, maybe you are at the place um, or becoming alert and aware to that you no longer have pleasure in your measure. That you no, ne- no longer have pleasure in your measure, life like it is. Maybe there's a question arising. Maybe there's life like it should be. Maybe this is good, but perhaps God has something greater in mind. Well, let's move forward from that. Uh, we're going to talk about today from trouble to triumph. Second Corinthians uh, 2 and 14, it says, but, everybody say but. but. I like paying attention to the buts in the Bible. It's kind of God's hinge, you know, on which the door of his, just his goodness and greatness uh, swings on. There's always a but. You know, don't let, uh, don't reduce to an excuse. You know, uh, find a reason. And I'll tell you, God's got some, some the but can be in a negative side where it reduces us to an excuse. Well, I know that, but, you know, uh, I would have, but, da-da-da-da-da, but, you know, and, it, and we excuse ourselves, see? Uh, don't, re, don't be reduced to an excuse. Don't let, you know, don't be a believer. Don't be a beggar. Don't be a victim. Be a, a victor in life because of Jesus. That's how God meant you to be. Now, uh, find a reason. And but a lot of times you'll find on God's side of things, He'll say, "But 
you know, he'll, he'll address an excuse. He'll address the things that, that would reduce us uh, to being beggars. Um, and let me give you two measures. I'd lost my train of thought, but this is a good place to bring it back in. There are two general measures in life. Perhaps you would like to be promoted from surviving, be promoted to thriving. Because there's a different measure where that's concerned. That's so why Jesus, is it true? Jesus said, now, I came to give you life and life more abundantly, and that more abundantly. There, there is surviving in life. You know? but, and, and it's not just a measure of, you know, uh, uh, you know um, uh, just barely getting by. See, thriving is there's this growth and flourishing and your life making a difference, your life impacting others for good, that you leave everything and everyone better than you found it. You know, there's this sense of significance that's built in. I mean, you know, you were meant for more than just surviving. You're meant to thrive. And fulfillment and satisfaction in, in life is only found in living that purposeful kind of life. And it is in making a difference, not just you know, being different, but making a difference in other people's lives that we leave them better than we found them. And, and that's what God does. That's being like God, isn't it true? Uh, and, and that's where true satisfaction uh, and fulfillment come from. Happiness uh, can be defined in this. It's making progress in the process. As long as we're making progress, we're going to be happy. When, when we're not making progress, uh, we're not happy. Because we're built to make, to progress, to move up and to move forward, to be more. More than, greater is more than just good. It's good to survive. It's great to thrive. All right, those are two different measures. But anyway, if you, you know, you, there, you may be, and I'm assured of God that, you know, uh, over the course of time here and now in the near future, that the nests will be stirred a little bit, you know. Because eaglets uh, weren't meant to just sit in a comfortable nest and have their mouth open, say, feed me, feed me, feed me. Help me, help me, help me. You do for me. no. At some point in time, the Bible says God will stir the nest like the eagle. The mama and the daddy eagle pull out all the soft stuff and all them sticks and sticky stuff and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, it's not so comfortable to be in the nest anymore. Why? Because you're born to fly. You're made to fly. You're not made to just camp in a nest. Moving right along. None of that was in enough. But it says, but thanks be unto God. Of thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads, always causes us in triumph. He causes us to triumph as trophies. He leads us in triumph. I like the way the Amplified Bible says he leads us in triumph. He leads in triumph, all right? He doesn't lead us to triumph. He is, he is triumphant, and in his triumph, he leads us in triumph, as trophies of Christ's victory, and through us, and through us, spreads and makes evidence the fragrance of the knowledge 
of God everywhere. I talk to you today about the great reversal from on top, from on bottom to becoming on top, from losing to winning, from defeat to victory, from trouble to triumph. Now, uh, it and it would be, we have some pens and stuff in here. All right, it would be. Uh, I want to give us a new point of reference. All right, because position determines. Uh, perspective. Simple illustration, you know, so you don't just have to think about it. If I stand this way, I see what I see. I don't see what I don't see. If I turn around, I see what I see. I no longer see. All right? All right? And a lot of times, our position is trouble and the opposite of that, triumph. All right, it's not triumph. is not being uh, separated from that. It's just a, it's a turnaround. It's a different point of. It's starting from a different place. You know, uh, and it's and when any when we turn to God, uh, there is there's going to be a different position and a different perspective for our life. So if we say this. You know, you know, Brother Bruce, I, this, I'm there, man. You know, I'm there. Uh, well, welcome to the real world. I mean, you know, the Bible says, uh, Job said it best. He said, well, if you're born of a woman into this world, he goes, your days are few, and those few days are full of trouble. He said... Uh, uh, he said it in, an, uh, in another way. He said, but man is born to trouble. As sure as the sparks fly, when there's, when there's a fire and, and the flames go up and the sparks go up with it, he goes, they just go together. He goes, man is born to trouble. Just like sparks and fire go together, trouble and man, it, it, it goes together. Jesus said it another way. Thank you, Joe, very much. Got two witnesses from you. We'll go ahead and look in the New Testament and see if these things read true. Jesus himself said, listen, he said, in this world, he said, you're going to have tribulation. Tribulation is just a fancier spelling of trouble. You know, let me, let me quote it to you. He said, you're, you're going to have trials, you're going to have distress, and you're going to have frustration. To me, that sounds like trouble and troubles. And Jesus said, but, he goes, so let me ask you this. Is Jesus, would Jesus lie to us? You know, I, I believe he's telling us the truth. He addressed that. He said, all right, while you're in the world, remember, you know, what Job said was true. You know, we're born in this world, there's trouble, and we're born into it. Just how it is. As long as we're here on this planet, we're going to have trouble. However, uh, he didn't leave us in that. He said, I want you to be of good cheer. Now listen, it says, take courage, be confident, be certain, be undaunted, for I have overcome the world. Now, now how can he say that? Because he overcame the troublemaker. See, it's not just what, it's who. See, who triumphed and who makes and who's the troublemaker? There is an enemy uh, in this world, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I remember uh, working with guys, you know, and he said, do you believe that there's a real live devil? And he'd go like this, you know, and I'd say, well, you're doing a good impersonation of him right now. 
but I don't believe you're the devil. But yeah, I believe that there is an enemy there who's the source of evil and trouble. I mean, you know, I accept that. I believe that there is. Jesus said there was. He said the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. For me, it's simple. If there's any killing, stealing, and destroying, bad stuff comes from the devil. The one who hated God, and because he couldn't get to God, he hates you because you're made in the image and likeness of God, and he couldn't trick God, but he tricked us. Yeah. See, trouble, trouble will try to trick you into not trusting that God is good, yes. that God wants the best for you. Trouble will try to trick us into not trusting God. The trouble will, the troublemaker will actually say, uh, try to trick us into believing that God's the trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, but trouble is a liar, isn't it? All right. And the trouble will lie to you. It'll tell you it's here for good. You, you know, it's here to stay. No, trouble's just temporary. Think of the trouble that you were in when you didn't tell mom and daddy where you went and run off in the neighborhood, you know, when you were, you were six years old and then you showed up, you know, after they were worried frank and, uh, frantically for you, searched everywhere, you know, and uh, when you got home, you were in worse trouble, you were in trouble. Isn't that right? And you just thought it was the end of the world. It wasn't the end, it was just this end that you, that, that, re that, that, they don't do that anymore, do they? Moving right along. It was just this, it was this hand right here. Anyway, I got a couple of nods over there, so anyway. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, you were out uh, uh, at 14 riding with the neighbors at the bring your own bottle of the barn dance and showed up, you know, after doing 100 miles an hour home on the, you weren't driving, you're just riding with corrupt company, and you got home and, and mama had waited up for you. Daddy went to bed, he was none, and, and, and mama said, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you knew you were. It was fun till you, you know, and you just thought, boy, I'm gonna tell you what, you know. How many of you ever said during times like that, 14, man, I'm dead meat, I'm tell you what now, dead meat, dead, 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 dead meat. You know, it's over. <laughs> Hang your shotgun on the wall. You're going home, man. You know, well, you know, but here you are. Don't put two plus two together because I'm talking out of experience. But anyway, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the love of your life looked in your eyes and said, you're going to have to straighten out, son, or, you know, or it's over. And you think, yeah, oh, I've just been in all kinds of trouble. When I get called by my... You know, when, whenever, if you ever hear Mr. Sandy, uh, Mr. Sandy, Miss Sandy, I'm in trouble already. Miss Sandy called me Mr. Buck. Mr. Buck gets, is in trouble. Mr. Buck, stay in trouble. Whenever Mr. Buck come up, you know, hide. It's going to hurt before it's over with, all right? But trouble's temporary. Trouble doesn't last if you turn from trouble and take and take the triumph. Uh, you know, turn towards God and take the triumph. Oh, I really want to just get to one, one central uh, thing today. You know, Jesus said this. He said, I have overcome the world. 
he went further and said, I deprived it of its power to harm you. I have conquered it for you. And I'm going to tell you, its power to harm you is its power to hold us. He broke the hold of the troublemaker on us. It, you, you, the Bible says that when God raised Jesus from the dead, now think about this. He asks us to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Why is that so central to our belief in turning towards God? Is it says this in another place, it says, because it was impossible that death should hold him. He couldn't keep a hold of him. It couldn't hold him. Now I'll tell you something now. It can't hold you. When you turn toward Jesus, it can't hold you. It can't hold you. Now you think about what the devil's lie, what trouble, the troublemaker, what trouble he's made and has told you, this is how it's always going to be. This is who you are. This is, you ain't never going to get free from this. You're never going to live this down. You're never going to be any different. There's never going to be any change. That's a lie because it can't hold you. Not when God get a hold of you. When God gets a hold of you, he said, I, I double-dog dare the devil to pry you out of my hand. Because wherever we go, you know, if you go to the hog pen, there he'll be. If you go hide in the deepest cave in the, in the, in the, in the driest desert, when you get in there, the Lord will be in there and say, what are you doing here? David said, I, I can make my bed in hell. How many of you ever heard that? Uh, I didn't realize they were quoting the Bible. You know, my dad used to say, you made your bed, son, now you're going to lay in it. You know, I thank God that, you know, David said, uh, he said, if I make, where can I go from your presence? Because you love me, you pursue me. Because, because you are ever-present help in the time of trouble. When trouble comes, I'll tell you what, the devil will get running, but God will show up. You want to you see God, God come running when you're in trouble. I mean, even, you know, I raised some hogs down there at the barn. You, you pick up a little pig, let it squall, somebody going to come a running. There's a, there is a cry of distress, of frustration. There's a cry that, that I'll tell you what, and, and even a hog know the difference, boy, when he's just, you know, a happy little squeal, and when I'm in trouble, I mean, you got the whole gang coming towards you. Same with a mama. You want to you wanna mess with one of her babies, you're going to meet a grizzly bear in the, in the middle of the road because they don't even know their strength, especially a praying woman. Oh, come on now. Trouble, trouble don't scare God. Trouble doesn't run God off. Trouble gets God running towards you, not from you. All we got to do is turn towards the one who triumphed over it. See, because this is not our position. I was praying, you know, I mean, you would think after 30-something years with the Lord and, you know, a good woman, I mean, good people around my life, that you would be free from failures and mistakes. Just don't do stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, walking the floor, praying and everything, I said, God, I'm in trouble. Because here's the thing about trouble. It gives the... If you believe that it, ha that it can, that, it, that, uh, that uh, it, can, it can keep you and hold you, then uh, it'll start lying to you and trying to trick you. 
see? And it, it'll do anything to get you, keep you and I to stay in this position because this will be our perspective. And, and, and when all we can see is the trouble, we'll say, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I was walking through a praying and I said, God, I'm in trouble. And I mean heartfelt. You know, I mean, God, I'm sorry, you know, and I'm not sorry enough to, uh, I'm not just feeling bad. I'm, tr- I'm trying to make some changes here. This has got to change. And it starts inside of me. You know what I'm saying? I, I've played the fool in some things. <clears throat> Thank you for all of these eyes looking up here and saying, you know what, Pastor, you know you really are a fool. And you, you know, you go get them, go on. This is true confession and all. Thank God, you know, you're on the Dr. Phil show and I'm tuned in. <laughs> tell, me, tell me more about your trouble now. Tell me, tell me. Tell me, give me something to work with here. You know, I can't fully buy in until I know how much trouble you were in and what'd you do to get in trouble? All right, I'm going to be like Jesus. I'll answer you if you'll answer me. I'm going to ask you a question. (laughs) Sufficient to say trouble. Now, I'm going to tell you what. Now, I don't get in the same kind of trouble. that I used to get into, I found that in new places in life, you have new troubles. But anyway, you know, you know, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, thank God, all of a sudden, he's so good, you know, because he'll pull the curtain back and they'll say, now this is the reality of this thing, see, the, de- the devil's tricked you here into believing and thinking and out of that acting and doing and you crossways in some stuff. This is, this is why you got this trouble on the outside because really there's some trouble here on the inside. You don't know the truth. And if we're going to change this on the outside, you're going to keep doing the same stupid stuff. You're going to keep thinking the same stupid way. You know? And, uh, uh, but anyhow, I said, God, I'm in trouble. I, you know, I'd a whole lot rather be in trouble with God Trouble in the world and trouble with all this other kind of stuff just most of the time makes me turn more towards God, find out what the trouble really is. And most of it, I see, I can't control other folk. I can't really control, you know, but I can, I can choose. It is a choice for me where I, whether I'm in this or whether I'm going to, you know, take the toll road Take the turnpike, you know, where this is concerned, uh, and move from here to there. And the Bible says right in the middle of that, there, there is this thing called thanks be unto God for what he has done. Thanks be unto God for what Jesus did. Because in his triumph, there's a way out for me. I can... I can take the cross, I can take the crossroad, the road of the cross, and cross over from trouble to triumph. I can change from trouble to triumph with just a turning towards God and taking the truth. See, I found this out in my life, it, it, you know, in my life with God over, uh, saved in 1983. Uh, you do the math, it's... Uh, it's a number of years here. Uh, but the, uh, the truth is, there are still some, there are some facts about me. 
but God always hangs with the truth about me. I trust that God knows the truth about me. There may be some facts, but truth is eternal. Facts are not. Facts can change. Hmm? Facts, facts are subject to change, but truth is eternal. And the eternal uh, truth where this is concerned, you know, is that, uh, you know, uh, is that truth triumphed over the facts, over the trouble. Amen. Now I'm praying for, I've been praying all week long here. Every chair uh, that you see that you're sitting in right now, I have doubled up on that you could see and you could hear. And it wouldn't be because I'm a good teacher or preacher or anything like that. It would be because God is a great God who can, who can reveal in a moment, who, who can open eyes and unstop ears and tell us and show us and, and reveal to us and bring a revelation that, that, that we can come in this place one way, but we can go out another. There will be a transformation. It can be very quiet. Nothing on the outside, but on the inside. We see some things. We hear the truth maybe for the first time. I like this thing that Jesus has. I have conquered it for you. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to infuse you and I with the same refuse to lose as Jesus has. Do you know there's some things in life that you just have to refuse to lose? And I don't care. I've lost lots of money in my life. I've lost all kinds of things and stuff and this and that, you know. But I'm going to tell you what. When, you know, I learned with my children. I learned with my wife. I learned with relationships, you know, beyond that. That where people are concerned, God refused to lose. He fought to the death and beyond death for us. That he would rather die than live without us. And not just us collectively, you. You, me, individually. I said, where you're concerned, I refuse to lose. And isn't this interesting, this statement that says, thanks be unto God, who always, not sometime, no conditions, always. Always in Christ always in Christ, leads us in Christ. Because Jesus, and I pray that we would have this same thing today. You know, sometimes, you know, we try to do things in our own strength, and, and we find out that the arm of the flesh or human power, human ability, even willpower, will just, it just fails us. It's not enough. There's some things you cannot overcome just because you want to. Are you listening? It takes God. It takes what God, it's not what we'll ever do. It's what Jesus, it's accepting what Jesus did for us. It's, it's just, you know, it, it's the other side of surrendering, just say, you know, I can't do it. But God says, but that, that doesn't mean it can't be done. I can, and I did. And I'm more than happy to lead you, to give you my triumph. But it came out of that refuse to lose. It also came out of this, you know, couldn't we agree, you know, uh, I've been tempted to take this out of here, you know. And, and this morning, you know, uh, I, just right back at, you know, where you started from sometimes. And the Lord said, you're, you're really not going to take that out of there, are you? 
you're not going to take the cross out of it, are you? Because I'll tell you what, this is what it, this signifies, you know, him doing whatever it took. And it's a symbol and it's a sign to us on the road that he says, and I'll still do whatever it takes to get you out of trouble and into triumph. I'll still do it. It's a reminder. It's a signpost at the crossroads. One more thing. Can you stand one more thing? You know, I can give thanks for things like that. You know, sometimes I say, how can we be thankful in trouble? Well, Philippians 4 in the Message Bible, you can put that up there if you will, 4 and 6. Uh, one translation says it this, in everything. Not for everything give thanks, but in everything give thanks. What kind of thanks? That Jesus has overcome that. That Jesus was just like us, yet he overcame. And he, and he did that as an example, and he did that to say it's possible. It's possible to triumph over the trouble of this world. It said, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concern. Uh, petitions and praises. One, but one translation says, with thanksgiving. It says, don't, don't, don't stay, don't pray the trouble. I was walking the floor and said, God, I'm in trouble. Knew it, meant it. God said, no, you're not in trouble, son. You're in triumph. Because you turned to me. And the minute you turned to me, I turned everything right side up again. The minute you turned to me, you went from being under it to over it. good news today, you're not in trouble. If you turn to God, you're in on his triumph. Well, I don't know about that. See, the problem with trouble, the troublemaker is always bringing this, judgment. Condemns us. Oh, you broke the law. You did this. You did that. You know, there's a wonderful verse of scripture. It used to bother me when I lived on the judgment side of things. It says, "Mercy triumphs." Interesting choice of words. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Okay, <laughs> I, I, uh. uh you know, it was questionable. Uh, you know, the, the police officer said I ran a red light. It was yellow. Therefore, I fought it. I went to court. I'd never been to court before. And uh, in my judgment, I was not guilty. And I sat in the courtroom. When your name is Whitehill, you're, you're last to be called. W, there's a lot of folks before you. And so I watched the judge, and folks came in. It was everything from, the, from dogs running wild into the neighborhood 
And there was this one lady who was the accuser of the brethren. The woman was there to testify against everybody <laughs> for everything and anything. And the, and the minute the poor innocent people until proven guilty opened their mouth about anything, he slapped the, the gavel down and said, guilty, that'll be $400. And there's one lady that she goes, but judge, that'll be $800. But judge, that'll be 1000 You got any more buts you want to talk about? And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, Boy, I ain't playing today. The judge is handing out judgment. And so I came there for judgment. In my own righteousness, I was not guilty, you understand? Well, anyway. Uh, there were two issues. The first issue was, was uh, uh, that, that it was questionable whether or not I had broken the law and running the, the, the light. What probably did it for the police officer is that I had corrective lenses marked on my, on my license. He said, where's your glasses? I said, well, I broke them. <laughs> he says, so you don't have any glasses? I said, yeah, but see, I believe God to heal my eyes, and he did. All righty then. Uh, but you have no corrective lenses. So it leads me to believe you did run the red light because you probably don't know the difference between yelling and, and, and red. So anyway, I went and I, uh, I said, well, you know, if I'm going to present my case properly, I need to have the proof, the evidence. So I went and took the, took the uh, um, you know, the, the sight test again, passed it, got it healed my eyes. So when I came in, I had my new license that didn't have corrective lenses. So when I stood in front of the judge, but now my lightning fast mind is, do you want judgment or do you think you ought to ask for mercy? <laughs> so when I got there, he said, uh, Mrs. Whitehill, he said, it says here you've you got two charges against you here, two things. Uh, first of all, he says, you're driving essentially without a license because you didn't have credit. I said, sir. I said, I have my new license, I said, and, and, and uh, uh, it, it shows that I don't need glasses. He said, all right, case dismissed. He said, now about this yellow light. <laughs> he said, how do you plead? I said, not guilty. I said, I, I reckon I'm guilty, sir. He said, all right, case dismissed. He said, the, the, he said you need to pay the court costs, which is about $80. Amen. Are you listening? Uh, but I had sense enough, you know, uh, you know, don't fight it. You got one, you know, one, one it's going to negate the other one. Pay the thing, be guilty, go on. They're not going to, anyhow. Mercy, when we humble ourselves, you know, when I stand in front of God and, and, and you know, I don't, he's my father, but he's also the judge. But he'll slap the gavel down some, sometime. He'll say, how do you plead? Do you want to stay in trouble or would you rather take the triumph? Would you rather have the mercy or do you want me to judge you? Because how I judge is I want to be merciful to you. How do you plead? I reckon I'm guilty. I reckon I need to be changed. I reckon I'll own it. Oh, that's a strong word, ain't it? You know, I'll just own it. And I'll say, good. Case dismissed. The blood of Jesus. The goodness of God the grace for the place that you're at. Now let's go on. You might have $80 worth of consequences. 
Amen? But $80 is a lot more than that. I remember one kid came in there. Pastor Ron's going to come, and, and he wouldn't tell the police officer his name. It was So that got him in jail. They were gang running around on the, you know, just on the corner, kids like they do. And, and they brought him in. He'd been in jail, just a kid. And uh, the judge said to him, he said, son, it says here, he said, you wouldn't give the police officer your name. Is that true? You wouldn't say a word. Mm -hmm. He said, you know what I call that? He said, you've had time to think about it. He goes, he goes, would you like to change your mind? He just stood there. He said, well, now listen now. He said, you know what I call that? He said, I call that chicken. He said, you've already been in jail five days. He said, how about 30 more days to think about it? And when you come next time, I want to know what your name is. Own it. You know, just, just own it. The consequences of the choice. Jesus said this, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever would just trust him. Believe on him. Believe in the mercy that he offers. The goodness and the greatness, the grace of God. Take the grace. Take the mercy. He said, no, I didn't come to condemn the world. He goes, but now the world is condemned if they don't take the grace. If they won't take the mercy. If they won't trust in Jesus. If you won't, if, if you won't take the turnpike, turn from trouble, and turn to God. And let him lead you in triumph. I wonder if you're here today. Does this make any sense to anybody in this house today? Well, we're all in trouble one way or the other. Either in bad, bad trouble or good, good trouble, but trouble's trouble. You're going to have trouble running with the devil. You're going to have a lot more trouble running with the troublemaker than you'll ever have trouble running with God. But Jesus said, if you're going to run with me, you're going to have trouble too, but it's all right. See, I've made a way through. You're going, you're going, you're going to be okay. See, with the devil, uh, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. You've heard of, you've heard of guilt by way of association? I didn't do it. I was just driving the car. Yeah, but he was with you. Or you were with him either way. See, the devil is guilty. Are you listening? You know, Flip Wilson did have it right. You know, he said, the devil made me do it. For a lot of, I'm serious now. I know we laugh at that. Say, no, you did it. Yeah, but if he has more influence in our life than God does, we just need to turn from him, turn from that, and turn to Jesus and let him have a little more influence in our life. Amen. I know we've been here quite a while, but you know why? Why check out right now? Why get meatloaf on your mind? Why let your behind be talking to influence in your mind more than when here we are at the uh, at the moment when when life could take a turn. When you could get out of being in trouble and under judgment and, and get in Jesus' triumph, take the mercy. Amen. We all need mercy, though.
longest day I live. Mercy, mercy will have to triumph even when I, even when I get to heaven, stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I'm going to trust in His goodness and His mercy. I'm not bringing nothing there. I, I, I just have to say, reckon I'm guilty, but you know what now? But I trusted in this one right here, the innocent one to get in on his innocence and it's just as if he's my justification just as if I'd never done all that stuff amen my trust is in him I wonder if you're here today uh, where, where, what's the measure of your trust in him you know uh, it, it doesn't you can't live in you can't stack it all up it, 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 it's one of those things that's fluid you know what I'm saying it's it's you, you just, you just have to hold out our little cup and say, here, Lord, you fill it up. Because I'll guarantee you probably never have faced the trouble that you're in right now. Isn't that right? Either for yourself or you got family or friends or, you know, you're believing for the people of your life. How about this? Some of you in this house today, I don't know, you know, you might be like me, losing's not an option. Failure's not an option. See, I, I refuse to lose. I'm not going to fail God. I'm not going to fail my wife. I'm not going to fail my children. house the people that God graces us with I'm going to trust in the mercy and the goodness and the grace of God I'm going to trust that God is greater than any trouble that will come any temptation that will come any test any trial I tell you some of you love to quit and run to where to what Run to God. Don't never run from Him. Trust that old cross. This boy, I'll tell you what. The, the Bible says this. When you run to Jesus, that your life is hidden with Christ in God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and them that run into it will find themselves saved. Saved from I ask you to trust him. I ask you to trust him where you are right now and trust him where he wants to take you. you some of you don't see any way out. I'm going to tell you, he is the way out. He don't always. There's sometimes in following Jesus, especially, you know, uh, stand up there for a minute. Y'all are all right with the black Jesus? <laughs> Amen. You all right with a white Jesus? Yes, sir. All right, then you lead. I'll follow. There's sometimes when a trust in Jesus that I, and we're in the dark. Yeah, he's the light, but sometimes he's headlights. He's not backup lights. I ain't never seen no backup lights on God at all. Sometimes I can't see. I might get little glimpses of where we're going, you know, but, you know, uh, when you don't know, you don't understand, he asks you to trust him, and all you can see is him. He goes, look to me. Just look to me. I know the way. 
I'll make a way. You need to trust me. And the wind's blowing and the thunder and lightning and the storm, all that kind of stuff and everything else that would distract. But he says, look away from all that will distract and just keep looking at Jesus. All you can see is the back of his head. Sometimes, I mean, you just, you know, he'll say, duck, just stay low, stay low. Amen, I'll take the hits for you. You just keep on, just keep on walking. Just stay close. Just don't, don't, we're going to get through this trouble. I'm going to lead and you're going to follow. That's all. Just stay with it. Stay with it. Just trust me. Close your eyes if you're scared. Jesus, I'm scared. Close your eyes then. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. See? When I step, you step. I step, you step. I step, you step. You just trust me. Let me love you. Let me take care of you. Let me help you. trusting in the one who's working right now in hearts you may never have had an encounter with the Holy Ghost but I'm telling you're experiencing him right now because these words have weight and they have power because they're not just a man's they're God's Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.